Berenik Bezu is the founder of Creadora Creative Agency here in Dubai and also in Paris. And she has been one of our fabulous founder members. And I absolutely loved sitting down with Veronique and hearing her story about what led her from corporate life into entrepreneurship and how so many lessons along the way from dealing with a difficult boss to suffering very extreme burnout has led her to be the entrepreneur that she is today and how all of that wisdom has enabled her to scale her latest business so quickly to reach seven figures in a very short period of time. So my conversation of Veronique is so exciting and shares so many pearls of wisdom. I look forward to sharing it with you. One of the greatest things about Female Fusion is our members. We are made up of female entrepreneurs from all over the world, every nationality, every culture, and we are united in our drive for building profitable businesses. And that is why over the next 30 days, I am so excited to share with you stories of our members and sharing with you their tales of how they got started, the highs and lows of business, and their top tips to inspire you along the way. Welcome to another special episode of Women on the Rise. And this is our episodes where we are featuring 30 of our members from Female Fusion. And today I am joined by Veronique Bezu, who is the founder of Creadora. Welcome to the podcast, Veronique. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. It's a big pleasure and big honor to be part of this journey. Well, I'm so excited to dive into your story because it is such a fascinating story that led you to entrepreneurship. But before we get into that, maybe just share with um, everybody who's watching or listening a bit about you and about your business. Of course. So I come from Paris so and, and I'm coming from very multinational uh, family, actually. So we speak eight languages and wow. that's how helping, you know, to, to work internationally as well. And Actually, Creadora is my third business in Dubai. And my very first business, I started back in 2019 when I moved from Paris. And well, due to COVID, it was over. And then the second business uh, actually worked pretty much well. But then, you know, I kind of got bored, uh, you know, doing something because both businesses were totally in line with my experience. And then I came with... Creadora, which also was in line with my experience, but actually more with my hobby because I'm also a photographer for 12 years. Uh-huh. And that's how I come up with the idea saying, well, how about we mix the creativity, the art, the visual arts and the strategy because I'm coming from a corporate strategy. So that's how I come up with the idea to create a production house, which will be extremely structured, which is something very rare for creatives, which are pretty much artistic and chaotic, and having very structured kind of almost corporate approach to the marketing campaigns, to the visuals. And well, that's how Creadora kicked off. And it's been already 
two years of operating. The first year we ended with seven-digit figures, which I was so happy about and seriously unexpected. Um, and now we are rebranding to creative agency, so because we are just expanding our services oh, to I cover the whole brand journey, actually. And you have just set up an office in France as well, right? In yeah, Paris, we're trying or? to. Yeah, we're trying to come. You know, reimport the business to Paris uh, because we believe that there is uh, there is a market there for us. Um, we target basically, you know, the. I wouldn't say the very huge companies. We target the mid-size because they want some something better than average, yeah. but still they cannot afford, you know, the, the big guys working for Vogue and all the others. And more importantly, this year I really wanted also to address the entrepreneurs because, you know, many of them cannot afford, you know, a huge production house, yeah. but they still need help to set things right from the beginning yeah. to basically save the cost afterwards. Absolutely. But good content is so key yeah. as well, especially in today's day and age, we need good content. Absolutely. So today um, we are basically working on the creative direction, visual strategy, the production house itself. So the mm -hmm. core business is still there. And also event production that we started last year on the wow. events, business events, but even even K-pop concert that we've done That's last so year cool. in Adihad Arena. So, so I want to ask you more about this because um, we, we have a number of seven-figure businesses in Female Fusion. And I always love asking people how they manage to get to seven figures because what got you to half a million in annual revenue doesn't get you to a million. And this is where it's kind of like that messy middle bit, isn't it? That, you know, you scale to six figures, half a million really quickly, but then to get to seven millions a totally, or to seven figures, $1 million, it's a totally different ball game. What would you say that you did that helped you get to seven figures quicker? I would say it's all about the mindset shift, to be very honest, because, you know, when you start the business and you become successful, let's let's say you become successful very quickly, you sell your product or service, you see the demand, you're happy. But the thing is that when you start your business, maybe you're sewing, maybe you're drawing, maybe you're doing something and you keep being this expert but when you start scaling the business, you should stop being this expert. You should become a business owner. You should become, yeah. you know, the real, the marketeer, the salesperson, strategist. You need to totally, maybe, I mean, personally, I, for, I totally forgot that I was a photographer. And that's what brought me to a very different dimension when I start managing my business instead of just doing what I like and trying to sell all these services that right. I like. And I don't, I, I'm sure you've heard this, from some business owners in female fusion as well, that I'll hear from people and they'll say, oh, I can't, you know, I, I'm not making more money or I can't scale. And I'll ask them, you know, what are you doing? Like, are you in the business? Oh yeah, you know, but I love doing that. I love serving the client or, you know, I don't want to pay somebody else to do it. But the problem is, is that if you do that, you limit, you limit your business. Now you, you, if you, if you don't, try to think as a business owner than just, you know, the owner of your small shop, let's say, yeah. but when you become the owner of a company, that makes a difference because you start to think um, wider. You see the opportunities 
to your for your growth. You see that some other opportunities popping up, the partnerships that you can do, and then you realize that you need more skills. Well, and the problem that we have, lack of time. Lack of money, of course, sometimes, yeah. but more, I would say, lack of time. Lack of time. And the only thing that can buy you time is an expert in your team who can do it better than you. Oh, and, you know, team is, oh, you, you, you need to hire people that are better than you. Absolutely. Always. You know, I want to have like my office full of people that are way better than Jen. <laughs> if I could just record podcasts all day and go to events, I'd love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, it's the same. I spend lots of time to, you know, to look for my team, the people with whom I can share my values, my vision, but also I can trust Yeah. You know, and I also, it's, the trust is a two-way journey. So how they need to trust me as well as a leader. Yeah. So, and that's, that's what I call a mindset, sh mindset shift, you know. That's how you can scale your business. And nobody, nobody really teaches you to be that yeah. leader. And I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years. And I remember the first few people who worked for me I wasn't a very good boss. You know, you couldn't, and I see this with other business owners as well, that they're not very thorough in hiring, that you're almost like, what, you want to work for me? Oh my God, somebody wants to work for my business. Rather than looking at it and going, who's got the skills that are going to help me deal with this problem or deal with all of this work that I have or service the client or the customer? And it takes a few, you kind of almost have to kiss a few frogs before you find the prince in a way. Uh, absolutely. I always get, you know, I always get a question from entrepreneurs and they're asking me, but how can they make sure that if I hire someone or if I do this project, it would be a successful one? You can't. You can't. You can't. I always say you will be disappointed. Yes. You will be disappointed. Just, just get over it. You know, just accept it. And I guess it's just... Also as well, um, adapting very quickly. We make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. <laughs> I mean, fail quickly. Yes. <laughs> that's, just that's the motto. Learn from it, right? <laughs> And I guess when it comes to people, that's a big thing. But probably as well that that is the, the biggest game changer, isn't it? For as well as mindset, like mindset for sure, number one. But when you can crack that people equation within your business all of a sudden you see things start to soar as well. Absolutely. You know, another thing that I want to mention is when you have a real team and you treat them as, as equals almost, yeah. you know, in, from this perspective, you take care of them and they feel that they become very interested in the success of your business. Yeah. I have almost all my team brought business yeah. to Creatora. Not only me, I mean, bringing as a CEO, but but my team is also bringing clients, and that's, uh, that's when beautiful. that's beautiful when yeah. you get it when they they promote. They are the best ambassadors of Creadora. So, how did you learn how to be a good boss? Did you have good bosses when when you were working? Um, I kind of say that I was very lucky with bosses, even though you know with time. I would say that, you know, it's like when you read a book. When you read a book and which is very deep and not on your level, you don't understand anything. And maybe even you will take badly the critics. But after some time, I started realizing that some of my bosses were real good and they were teaching me very, very good things, which today helping a lot. But of course, I mean, 
I think I learned from the opposite example. You know, I learned it from the bad example of of someone who who didn't support me, who kind of mistreated me for long, and which was a big drama actually in tragedy in my life because I end up with a burnout due to mm. this mistreatment at work. Wow. And the kind of, you know, very surprising thing that that's this person was a woman. So that's how you learn actually that, you know, the biggest enemy of a woman is not a man, you know, in the career, but another woman. Isn't that disappointing? I mean, it's like you see within female fusion, we are like so collaborative. And that's like, for me, really my values that there is so much work out there for everybody. There's no need to be mean or competitive. You know, we're all running our own race, but I hate hearing it when it's been like another woman who isn't supporting another woman. It's so disappointing. Yeah, I think we we are here to break this rule, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I'm talking about it, even though I know that um, many people told me and, and, and would tell me right now, saying, come on, Veronique, why are you telling this? You know, this is not good. It's not something you need to share. And in the past, that's what I heard even from my boss saying, you know, don't talk about it. It won't work well for your career. And But I believe that it's important to talk about it because that's how we will change the mindset of people and saying that there is no competition in in this way. There is only collaboration. And, you know, the world is is abundant enough to get your your pie, you know, your piece of pie. So It's that word abundance as well that you said that uh, I never really thought about it until recently. And I... I I meet so many businesses and business owners and I'm always looking at it and trying to work out what happens in a business to make it successful and what characteristics does the entrepreneur have that makes a business successful. And I find that over years I can tell when talking to a lot of businesses if they're going to make it or not. And having an abundant mindset is one of those criteria that I would say is so powerful that if you're always holding on to things and kind of jealous and looking over your shoulder and worried about what other people are doing, that that's very restrictive. But if you look at it and go, how can I share? How can I help? How can I be there? That you see that those businesses do so much better. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm hundred percent after this because I, I'm promoting it constantly, yeah. saying, guys, you know, we all have a huge amount of opportunities around us. Yeah. And especially, you know, I've been working for six years in partnerships for big multinationals. So actually partnerships is yeah. one of the opportunity that you can really scale your business mm. easily and it opens you new markets so that's how you can grow and yeah. but for this you need to have the right mindset you yeah. know to see this and people with scarcity mindset they don't see the opportunities yeah they are too scared that somebody will cheat on them you know and and betray they they trust and this and this they and, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, what I'm usually saying when they say, yeah, but, you know, how can we be sure or something? You cannot be you sure about be anything. Sure. But if you start a business, that means you kind of sign off not to play safe. Yeah. Well, it is that you're going to have things that are going to fail. Stuff is not going to work out. And 
what's going to make the biggest difference is how you respond to that. Do you stay at home and hide under your duvet and cry and watch Netflix for a week? Or do you dust yourself off, have a good cry or not, and go back and do it again, but learn from what happened? Absolutely. And and see it from different angle, you know? Yeah. Very often what I also see is um, many women, especially women, they try to put a blame on someone or something. You know, this happened, that happened, and that's why I wasn't successful. But in 99%, the root cause is within us because we didn't approach it correctly, we didn't prepare it well, um, or we just didn't see it. We are our biggest obstacle to everything. Absolutely. Everything we are. And the sooner that we can be open-minded to that and realize, okay, what's going on? Why am I like... Why is my revenue down this month? What is going on? What's happening? Am I not comfortable with, you know, going out for these bigger deals? Or do I not want to do that? Why? How can I change my approach? But I don't, not a lot of people do that. Well, not everyone is getting the success as well. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. You know, I, and it is, it, it is really interesting when we get our seven eight figure plus businesses together, the conversations that happen and the, the, the mindset is so different. And it's really interesting to be surrounded in that space. That's why I love our, our little seven figure club as well. You know, when you can have those intimate conversations with, with those members as well. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the interesting part is that when we talk between us, we, talking more about failures than successes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of, I, I think as well, I don't know if you find this, but I'm like, how can I learn and do it faster? How can I get there quicker? And I value the honesty of other women who have done it, who are willing to share. Because then they'll be like, well, I did this and this is what happened and this is what I did. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it saves you, know, you time and money. Right. And, and also it gives you maybe a different perspective when you talk to different yeah. businesses, especially if the business is from a different industry. Yeah. It helps a lot. It helps a lot Definitely. to see the, the strategies, strategies that work. It makes you think, how can I apply it in my industry? Yeah. You know, would it work? So it's very inspiring every time that we have this kind of conversations and of course for the for the big businesses we don't have the same challenges that the small businesses or just people who yeah. are just starting have so it's interesting and well, also i think you know we can figure out some wisdom maybe from the experience yeah. that we would love to share well, do you know i was thinking the other day that i would love to capture that wisdom from some of the bigger businesses and share that. Like almost, I was thinking that could almost be a book that there is so much wisdom from all of these business owners that would just save you so much time. hundred <laughs> percent. So much time. You know, sometimes I, when you talk to the, um, to the people who just think about a business or just started a business and you almost want to say like, hi, I'm calling you from the future. Don't yeah. do this. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> I know. And, you know, and when I hear as well, sometimes I've met people who have like cashed in their entire life savings for a business, which is, you know, good. It's good to take risks. But sometimes I've heard people that they're like, oh, and I'm going to do this. And you're like, "Mm, 
That market's kind of saturated. I mean, people have to learn, right? But it's it's also great to listen and get the wisdom from people who have been there. Yeah, talking about the saturation, actually, I would say from one side, when the market is booming, you know, the segment is booming, somehow it gives you some confidence that, wow, you can get yes. your part. But then the challenge comes, okay, how can I make myself different yeah. that the customer will look at me because, well, apple to apple, what was the difference? Right. And then my, I'm always, always tell all entrepreneurs and especially in female fusion all the time saying, yeah. guys, the only thing which will help you to sell is your story. Yeah. Is your personal story because that's something that nobody can copy. Well, and I think people need to worry less about about that and focus on their story as well. Worry less about people copying you and trying to copy your business because your customers are with you also for you and the value and the insights that you bring. Absolutely. I would say that, you know, my very first business, I mean, um, the, fir the very first project for Creadora, that was Michelin. Ah. Yes, and I got this business uh, through through uh, someone I know and someone who just trusted me, me as a person. And I had I at that time I didn't have a website for Creadora. <laughs> I had a logo. I had yeah. registered business, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> tick, I yeah. had uh, some guys uh, with whom I was trying to do something, and then this opportunity came and. And I still remember how the client said, okay, do you, Veronique, give your word and your, put your reputation that it will be done? I said, I will do everything. I will die on the set, but this will be done. And that's how I got my very first business, which was, which was very big, actually. I always, I always loved those first clients. You know, like the ones that really put the trust in you, the first clients or the first customer that then you're like... Yeah, about this business. Actually, I think that you know, thanks God, we have the networking, you know, opportunities because, you know, when you knock the door of someone who doesn't know you well, yeah. there is a big percentage of chance that this person won't trust you yeah. and won't give you this very first nice business. But when you're networking, you build your network. And I, I'm always coming from partnerships. I'm always saying the network is a key. As a business, as a person, both of it. Mm -hmm. And that's how you can land a great business. Because somebody will know you and know your approach, know how different you are, know yeah. your values as well. And somebody will trust you saying, okay, I will trust you this business because I know you. And, you know, every single seven-figure-plus entrepreneur that I know, they always say networking, 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 networking. And I'm, I'm still so surprised by how many smaller businesses are like, yeah, networking's not going to help me. <laughs> Like, yes, it is. <laughs> Listen to all of these people you, who have you done know, it. You know, the funny part is today, everyone talking about marketing, for example, everyone is so, you know, mad about digital marketing. Yeah. And it's a part of our life anyhow. Totally. But I'm always saying, guys, but how about 
offline marketing. Yes. How about you create an event with inviting your customers, talking face to face to your customers or potential customers or do something for them? offline because the human touch that's what's most important after all you will get this huge businesses not out of instagram i'm very sorry to say (laughs) definitely you you will get it maybe maybe you will get the interest from instagram but you will get the business by talking yeah by talking to to a human being in front of you now i want to I want to dive very quickly into your personal story a little bit as well, because you you did suffer burnout and you speak quite quite candidly about that. I would love to share your wisdom with with other women who might be faced with the same thing to show them what's possible. Could you talk a little bit about the the burnout that you experienced? Yeah, so, yeah, it was back in 2016. So um, that was a a very difficult year for me because, first of all, the burnout happened. I was traveling a lot, actually, and it happened in the airport. So I had a very nice experience to being in the ambulance, you know, across the tarmac and all these kind of spectacular things. And I didn't know what was happening to me. So I learned it just, you know, when I was in the emergency and the doctor said, well, well, Mademoiselle, now you know your limit. And I was like, oh, wow, actually, actually we have a limit. Because yeah. <laughs> how is it possible, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we have a capacity. And, well, when you're young, you, you don't think about it. And that's the first time I faced it. And it scared me a lot. And I also had, so I had this kind of physical thing. And of course, the mental thing, because I was wondering what's happening and why I have this. And um, at the same year, I, by lack of luck, I was in Nice with my parents when the terrorist attack happened. And basically, my dad saved my life. And it was my like second birthday, I would say, and which gave me very different perspective to life. You know, it, it just totally change the priorities I would say you know you stop thinking about earning money (laughs) for a second you You really you really think about that your life you know I'm always saying that tomorrow is never guaranteed tomorrow is never guaranteed so if you can do something today please do you know just do whatever you plan do it today If you can't, do it today. Should it be in your personal life? Should it be in your professional life? Because tomorrow is never guaranteed. So just go for it. Such wisdom as well, I think, for for women who are maybe in a situation that they're not happy with or feeling content with to realize that there are so many other options to take as well. Yeah, I think also, you know, we get this impact by the environment or people And, you know, the first years, it took me three years to come back to kind of normal health. Uh, It was a huge journey and, um, well, it's definitely another subject. But one thing that I realized that for during these years, I was so angry and, you know, frustrated and hurt thinking that somebody, you know, did it to me. When I actually realized that, well... Actually, I never protected myself. I never stand for myself. Uh, 
I never knew myself maybe that, you know, I would have felt these limits within mm -hmm. me and I would stop and I would search for another job or whatever. I would do something else. And when you're in this kind of um, fixed mentality, that's what I call yeah. it, fixed mindset, you think that, well, there's only one path to follow. Right? <laughs> like yes. you're, you're there yes. and you're yeah. like, you know, I always say, you know, you're like a horse, you know, just closing your eyes and you follow one path while there is abundance of paths that you can pick up yeah. and still be happy because happiness has nothing to do with your final destination because happiness is actually our daily emotions so if daily you are not happy you will never be happy at this destination yeah. you're running off after so I, I realized that well there's a lot of work on myself and, and somehow This idea that, well, where is my self-confidence? Do I know myself? Do I know all my assets? Mm. How can I capitalize on all, all my assets? Not only on my corporate career, but everything I have inside yeah. of me. You know, I speak eight languages. I play piano. I do this. I have plenty of things. <laughs> you're a high achiever, Veronique. <laughs> no, but, but you really, you know, when you're inside of, uh, you cannot see the big picture when yeah. you're inside of the frame. It's so small. So yeah. when you... Start thinking about it and, well, I, I only advise it for all the women who think about, you know, passing this cap to go to the entrepreneurship. Before you just get one idea, explore all assets you have because that's how you may come to innovation. That's how you can come to a very brilliant idea, mixing all your skills, experiences to create something that is maybe not existent on the market. Yeah. Don't go just for something that you've been doing for 20 years and now you would become an expert in that and you will try to sell your expertise. You know, go wider with that. And it's so much more fun as well, isn't it? Amazing, right? of course. Doing the same thing you did in your corporate job can be a bit boring. <laughs> that, that's exactly why I, why I closed my second business because yeah. I was doing exactly what I've been doing in corporate. Yeah. And then I started Creadora at the same time. And when I compared and I said, well, you know what? I will go for a business where I have no idea about. <laughs> But, But I you're will passionate learn. about it, right? And Absolutely. It's, when you have that passion, it makes it so much easier to do it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally capitalize on, on my experiences. It's not like, I, okay, I will do something very different and, uh, you know, start from scratch. Yes, in a way, I'm learning. I'm still learning. I'm learning a lot from my team who are experts yeah. in these spheres. And I'm like openly saying, guys, I have no idea what's that. <laughs> so please teach me. But I capitalize on my strategy knowledge, for example. And today I'm helping you know, entrepreneurs or businesses, even big businesses, to refine their strategy, you know, the visual strategy, the marketing communication strategy, so that basically they have the full, you know, brand journey. They, they have yeah. this full big picture. Yeah, I mean, having that whole big picture and having the vision for your business is such an important thing to get right at the very beginning. And my goodness, we could spend hours just talking about that. That's something that I'm so passionate about as well. But um, I'm so grateful for you sharing your wisdom with us today. It's been such an interesting journey to hear about your experience and what's led you to create not one, but three businesses over the past few years. And keep being 
the remarkable entrepreneur that you are, you give so much to our community and you support so many female entrepreneurs. So I just want to thank you so much for doing that. Thanks so much for those kind words. You're welcome. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Jan, and good luck to everyone. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Women on the Rise podcast and our 30 most inspiring female entrepreneurs. If you are inspired by today's episode, why not come and join us in Female Fusion? We would absolutely love to have you. This is where you will be able to connect with the most incredible female entrepreneurs who are all committed to building a most profitable business. All you need to do is head over to femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash join. I look forward to seeing you on the inside.